0: Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Ah, Tati. Good to be with you again, friends, as we get together to record over Zoom during the Corona-mania that's ongoing, and so uh, thanks for bearing with us as the audio quality still suffers a little bit over Zoom, but still not as bad as our early episodes with our shitty sound. Yeah. <laughs> he so, got that, you know? But... Uh, Hey, we're, uh, you know, about, not every year, but we've done quite a few Christmas-themed episodes, but there's still so many, I think we're starting to narrow it down. We're almost out. Uh, I think
1: that'll be evident in this episode.
2: <laughs> there's still a couple of good ones a out fun, there. A fun fact, because <laughs> I looked up a list, and uh, they rated it how scary a holiday is by how many horror films, and Christmas beat Halloween by almost double the film. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I...
3: Have you done a silent night, not silent night, deadly night franchise yet?
2: We have not. Okay. Not for the so show, I but I did uh during unemployment season and <laughs> <laughs> following unemployment I, season. Five whatever what's a f- five octagon? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the the octagon <laughs> box set of I'm all alone. <laughs> Quintuple, <laughs> you know, you know, quintuple. Quintuple. quint means five, so like <laughs> <laughs> You beat, you got it out before me. I then. saw you trying to get your composure. Anyways, oh. folks, we have done another Christmas mash for you to cover some more of these fun Christmas horror movies, and I use the term "fun" lightly. Uh, so, uh, my name's Grizzly Abner, and I chose Better Watch. Out,
1: Professor Wagstaff here. I chose "Don't Open Till Christmas" from 1984.
3: Venomous Vinnie here, and I did y'all the service of choosing Jack Frost Two: Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Boy, boy, what
0: person? I'd slap your mouth. <laughs>
2: And I'm Hot Toddy. <laughs> I chose Elves, starring Kurt Russell, directed by John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kidding, folks. So, uh, where are we starting, Hot Toddy? Oh, we're starting with, uh, with my pick, which is Elves uh, 1989, uh, written and directed by uh, Jeffrey Mandel, and starring a young but handsome Dan Haggerty. Nona, is that how you got your name? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Grizzly, uh, Grizzly Adams, <laughs> also starring uh, probably they probably this is their one and done movies, but uh, Julie Austin, Deanna Lind, and and that's good enough. Nobody else is really in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, are we doing our normal? first time watch type thing or yeah definitely a first time watch
0: for me had seen the cover art a lot then i watched the trailer and was like boy that trailer doesn't look much like the cover art <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah um after you know it sounded fun but then i saw the trailer and i was not looking forward to watching this and then i had my mind pleasantly changed
1: <laughs> um <laughs> this, this was my first time viewing. I'd heard it discussed on a few podcasts before, uh, seen it on bootleg tables at conventions, but I'd never watched it. Um, and I'll just say, this was made for Vinegar Syndrome to release. It, I'm sure it'll come out at some point with them.
3: Uh, this was the first time I had ever seen this movie. I don't even think I had heard of this movie prior.
2: I I don't know, because I I'm definitely familiar with the movie and remember the box art. But um, I started thinking I've never seen this film. And after I finished watching, I don't know if I did or not, to be honest. It's definitely something I would have rented back in the day. But um, Actually, Todd still hasn't seen it. I did watch it. I did. Fun fact, though, I did. My diabetes caused me to fall asleep nine times in a row as I rewatched the ending. And so I would wake up every time to the credits. So good times. Maybe I should quit eating M&M's. <laughs> Perhaps. He's almost through his first half-pound bag. They're missed. <laughs> They're seasonal, which means I have seasonal diabetes. <laughs> Folks, of you listening at home, knock diabetes
0: <laughs> off of your hot toddy bingo cars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, toddy, hit us with the plot. Right. Are you sure? There is one? <laughs> so... Elves, um, we began with, um, uh, a, a sisterhood of three girls, um. An anti-Christmas sisterhood. So, which is, I forget what, what it stood for, but basically it stands for SAC, because it's like sisters against Christmas or some bullshit, <laughs> so, like it spells SAC. So, um, these three 80s girls are, um, anti-Christmas and, um. And so their name of their group is Balsack. and I think she steals a book from her grandfather. Um, and it's an old—they uh, follow that old recipe. Uh, everyone accidentally falls through with their grandparents' books, which is cooking up some Nazi um, uh, demonology, and they're resurrecting an elf from from hell, I guess. Uh, though it looks like a like the as you do. Don't say those bad words, Todd. <laughs> um. It looks like one of the special, <laughs> uh, special needs cousins of the gay people. <laughs> um, Dude, was was gate people. Is that gate? Gate
0: people? Yes, the gates from the movie The Gates, not gate okay. Thank uh, you. Thank you for clarification. Uh, and also, too, I don't know, is special needs kinder than what you were going to say, which was
2: probably oh, mongoloid? No, I cut myself off. I was gonna no, say, special needs is, is oh, yeah, ten miss. times better. <laughs> The Tardis cousins of the gate,
3: <laughs> Lord <laughs> have... Professor just quit the show. Everybody
2: <laughs>
0: in real time. I Professor a drink. in real time just walked off.
2: Um. So, anyways, um, they conjure up this uh, little demon elf, which, uh, right there, false advertising, people, because the box says something about like it's a whole group. Like now, the elves don't work for Santa. No, it more. says elves. Plural. You
3: are correct. Yeah, yeah. The
2: title of the movie is Elves. Technically, this should be the Elf movie. Which fun fact? That is the sequel. Yeah, this is the pre. <laughs> this is the sequel. <laughs> this is the prequel to Will Ferrell's Elf. <laughs> um, if you pay attention to the so, fact. I think basically they don't touch it on the movie, but basically instead of worshipping to Santa, they say stuff to Satan, and uh, little demon elf comes up and um. I kind of forget how it's connected, but the girl works at the mall, and uh, Santa tries to finger-banger, and he's really drunk, so they fire that Santa. And then here comes Grizzly Adams, who looks like Santa anyways. So they hire him, and he's homeless or something. Yeah, he's homeless, and he wants to work security. He wants to work security. He wants to uh, live in the mall. He used to be a detective. (laughs) He used to be a detective. Uh, Obviously, they couldn't get Tom Atkins for this role. He was a detective on (laughs) Skid Row. me. (laughs) (laughs) so uh the girls uh decide to go into the mall to finish their uh their blood ring to the sac organization and uh after hours after hours there's also this weird nazi slash russian slash i don't know what the fuck these guys were <laughs> um uh grandpa sells out the, the granddaughter and they're going to to get her and uh so they kill the boyfriends on the way to the mall and uh and then they're after. The girls, which also, the, the elf is in the mall, too. Um, and, and that's basically our movie. Except for, this movie did turn into the dynasty of 80s cheese horror. Because my favorite scene is when the daughter's like, I wish that dad was alive and you were dead. To her despicable, like, her mom's a piece of shit. And her mom goes, well, your dad's downstairs. And then she says, no, dad's dead. Grandpa. Is downstairs. And that's when mom was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and apparently grandpa had sex with the daughter to have birth to this blessing of a of a girl to fight because, the elf.
3: Because virginity is key in this elf's reproduction. So to save his own daughter, he had sex with her and impregnated her so that she wouldn't be the one.
2: Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yes. To the Nazi elf. Why is it it Quentin Tarantino remade this film? (laughs) 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 Um, And I I think I pretty much gave away the whole film basically. Except for the mom did. This is how bad the movie is. Normally I can't really sit by and watch them harm animals but the mom drowning the cat in the toilet was so bad that it didn't even bother me. (laughs) Like the, I was like, well, you know what? Bless you, cat. You're you're out of here. Rest in peace. <laughs> you got away. From
1: the shit. Show. lucky.
0: <laughs> yeah, professors usually pretty sensitive about animal death. How do you feel about that one?
1: I was fine.
2: <laughs> Plus, like, uh, let's be real. The mom is uh, that special school of uh, bad mom actresses. <laughs> so she was a, she was the high point of the film.
0: Uh, let's talk about what Grandpa does when he discovers the granddaughter <laughs> has taken the book.
3: Oh, is that when he slaps the fuck out of her? <laughs> From his wheelchair. Just slaps the piss out of her.
0: Taste right out your mouth. <laughs> like when... Uh, who, who slapped baby doll? Was it Tully Blanchard? <laughs> yeah,
3: Tully Blanchard slaps baby doll, yes. Back in the old wrestling days. Yeah, grandpa slaps the fuck out of her.
0: Let's also talking about uh, this calls back another classic scene from uh, *Night of the Demons*, where the little brother is beating <laughs> oh, dumb on his sister. Yeah,
3: yeah, where he yeah he's watching his sister and then says so "I was like, you got big old titties." I was like, and gonna, "What?"
0: And I'm gonna tell
1: everybody. And I'm like, "Yeah, bro what bro, the he fuck?" He is- ain't seen Yeah, I was titties. like, "Are we really doing this again?" A little brother talking about his sister's titties. Like what is it?
3: a, well, and secondly, the the fact that he's lying because she doesn't have
1: big titties.
0: Bodacious <laughs> boobs. <laughs> I was going to have to uh, the
2: live from behind the demons. Bodacious boobies, sis.
3: <laughs> How bad of an actor is Dan Haggerty? <laughs> he is an absolute dog shit actor.
2: Just <laughs> absolutely. Terrible! You are going to infuriate Grizzly. <laughs> I think that's why they kept him silent and in the mountains through most of Grizzly Adams. <laughs> the
0: man, Gentleman had like, more lines than, than
1: Grizzly Adams. <laughs> take your big ass on up there by them trees and be quiet. <laughs> did you say Gentleman?
0: Like, you say Gentleman yeah. had more lines than Grizzly? Yes, Adams? <laughs> I did. <laughs>
3: and how you gonna walk on set? Look just like Santa Claus. And they're going to put a fake beard on you when you play Santa Claus.
2: (laughs) I thought he was going to go audition for Molly Hatchet. Oh, my Lord. How has he not been a Leatherface, though? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. When they unmask Leatherface.
3: What about when that dude gets stabbed in the wiener?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the the perv, coked-out Santa Claus?
3: (laughs) That's a highlight right there. Stabbed in the wiener.
0: I was like, well, at least this, you know what? At this point, that elf is a, a moral killer because he's he's attacked the little brother for being a perv. He cuts off Santa's wiener for being a pervert. <laughs> you know, he's he's on the morality scale so far.
3: And, and I, honestly, I'm surprised this isn't shown more around the holidays. I mean, cutting off Santa's wiener? Come on. <laughs> like Sounds like Christmas
0: classic to me. Well, and I can't believe that Dawn of the Dead ripped off the slogan. Oh, oh God, for I heard of... about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, when there's they the... said that, I was like, you have got to be shitting me.
0: <laughs> really? For those listening at home, they say, when there's no more room in hell,
1: <laughs> the elves will walk the earth.
2: Which, again, is the plot of the Will Ferrell
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great homage because it clearly has a lot to do with Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> very, very.
2: It's in a mall. <laughs> Uh-huh. he's got a point and it's about com- commercialism
3: <laughs> I think it's funny that you think this has a, a, a moral to its story or a point in any way
0: <laughs> God bless you for making the effort because the writers didn't I'm just trying to make those excuses so I can show this to my youth group
2: <laughs> was, uh, I, how, was this, how was this not featured up on uh, up all night though <laughs> Fair. Uh, I knew that Grizzly Abner was going to like
3: this the minute they ended up in a gun store. I was like, oh, I know who likes this one. He's sold, <laughs> he sold now
2: from these unlocked gun cabinets that are in the mall. <laughs> the occult, gun shop, Grizzly Adams. What's not to like for him?
3: <laughs> it's that's a fair point.
2: You, Taylor hit
0: my, you, hit, you hit some spots on my bingo card. i They that. would have
1: had Sasquatch watching this film. <laughs> that's the thing though. This movie found footage so many, game over. This movie checks so many different boxes that this could really be for anybody. Like for instance, uh when it comes to Christmas, for me, I really like inbreeding, Nazis, and Grizzly <laughs> Adams kicking ass. So here we are.
3: yeah you're right you're right all the classic holiday tropes
1: oh boy uh
0: i don't remember but my note says elf killing and watching mom lol what happened there what did i forget (laughs) it must it must have been a humdinger if i put lol next
2: to it he watched her kill the cat (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I got real drunk when I was watching this. Oh, wait, wait. He definitely he watched her kill the cat because he digs the cat back up. Oh yeah. And he uses the cat like it. a puppet.
3: Because <laughs> he likes he likes that whap.
2: Man. <laughs> was it wet? I think so. Well the- drowned in the toilet, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, true true point. You don't get any wetter.
1: Uh, Professor, you guys like had something deep to say. I'm just <laughs> blown away by how well we've sold this movie i don't see how <laughs> listeners could not race to put this on their television so
2: to sum it up if you love christmas and wet ass pussies elves is for you
3: that it might be true that should be on the you box what? <laughs> that should be on the box
1: i will say though for as ridiculous as this movie is it's entertaining um for a, we've watched a lot of bad movies that are exhausting to get through. This really wasn't. I mean, it's a bad movie, certainly, but there's some kind of weird just charm to it. It's just it just moves along enough and it's entertaining enough that it it wasn't horrible.
3: And that, as far think, as technical filmmaking goes, this movie is a scrote hair better than Troll Two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, well, and I I think what helps a lot of the '80s movies is they were still they were still on film. Where like uh, as as it starts progressing, it looks like somebody took a video camera and starts making these movies. So even a lot of the the shit shows, at least it's on film and and somewhat of a production. So I'm looking, and
0: uh, there's only like three copies of Elves on on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> They're 15 to 20 bucks. I'm a little
2: upset.
3: You know why? Because if you have a copy,
0: why would you ever get rid of it?
3: That's true.
2: I don't think it's really had an official release since VHS, though. Oh, really? Not that I know of. Huh. Well, better get on Twilight Time to charge $70 for it.
1: (laughs) Oh, he died. They're done. But I'm telling you, Vinegar Syndrome. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. They're going to put this out. It's going to happen. This has got Vinegar Syndrome written all over it.
0: And it'll probably, they'll probably make, uh, someone over at Diabolic will probably make some sort of elf Christmas decoration to go with it.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the wet-ass
1: pussy. <laughs> All right, do we have anything else to stay on Elms? Uh No, would we recommend this? And
0: on what level? Man, uh, if you like bonkers movies, you gotta watch it
2: bring a bring a bucket and a mop
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you like again if you like bonkers and you enjoy the genre of horror christmas movies
2: you got to watch it at least once i uh, i would add this uh when i worked at hastings we started a, a tradition of watching we started like with silent night deadly night i think we did like black christmas but we would have fun little drinking game this would this would fall right in so uh yeah, that's that's where I'd put this movie. So I'm um, high on my Christmas list.
1: It's definitely an enjoyable bonkers Christmas movie to contextualize it. I would say I would rather watch this than anything after Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Like I got more enjoyment out of this than those later sequels. So it's somewhere in the <laughs> middle in terms of quality and craziness there.
0: Okay. Well elves.
2: Nice pick, Toddy. What's our next film? So, uh, moving right along, we got Jack Frost 2, and not to be mistaken with the Keaton movie that wasn't worthy of a sequel, but this one was. <laughs> we got Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman all the way from the year 2000. From the year 2000. <laughs> uh, written and directed. Uh, I did uh, find this fun. Uh Written and directed by Michael uh, Cooney, who directed the first film. And also wrote the movie Identity. So, he's, he's all over the place. <laughs>
1: wow. It's almost like they should have him write instead of direct things. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: starring Christopher Allport, coming right from the first film. Uh, Eileen Seeley. Uh, both Mr. and Mrs. Tiller. Uh, Chip Heller. Scott McDonald. Doug Jones, who I must have really dozed out in this film because I missed that. He's who in the it?
1: boat. He's in the raft.
2: In the boat. Yeah, he's in
3: the raft. Oh, program. is he one of them? Uh, wow! Well, I bet this is the number one thing he puts on his
0: resume. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, didn't you want Peter
3: Jackson's? Like, well, yeah, but
0: the I beginning we call Jack Frost too. So the beginning of Jack Frost Two was part of my triple feature that night. As I said, I was pouring him heavy, so I I could have missed Doug Jones pretty
2: easily. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Scott, Mac- Scott McDonald was, uh, was Jack Frost, so he's reprising his Oscar Academy l- role. Yeah, well, this was my first viewing, uh,
0: and uh, as much as I would like to throw hands, I might have to admit that I enjoyed this better than the first one.
1: <laughs> you just killed the professor. <laughs> he's dead. Uh, You glutton for punishment.
0: And I hate the first one.
3: Because you ain't watched it again.
1: Go ahead, (laughs) Professor, how about you? Is this your third, fourth time? (laughs) No, this was my first viewing. uh, But it had been a little bit since I got a Rastafarian sequel from a horror franchise. So, feeling good.
2: (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't know. I still know what you did last
1: summer. <laughs> yeah, I kept looking for Jack Black. Didn't get him. I thought that was Mario
2: Van Peebles <laughs> from Jaws Four. Toddy, <laughs> have you seen this? Um, I did. Uh, I was. I've been trying to think of the company that put this out originally. Full Moon. No, it wasn't Full Moon. It was like a <laughs> like an off brand. Uh, it, it, it was popular late nineties. <laughs> More of a really-
0: full moon. All
2: right, you're to hear first. So right. they had a uh, cool marketing, and we we definitely got screeners back for these films. So I remember Jack Frost being kind of a big deal. Um, Would you say
0: you were working at the video store? This I was,
2: but I'm not going to say that. But um, so screeners, and these all like uh, Uncle Sam was the same company, so they at least had the cool 3D covers. Um, what do you call those? In- ones?
3: Lenticular.
2: Lenticular. I but um I might have watched this one time and that was enough for me. So this is my second viewing, I believe. Um where I, I did watch the first one at least a few times, but yeah, you know. I'd rather watch this was, all,
3: <clears throat> this was only my second viewing of this movie. I'd seen it before and honestly didn't remember it very well because I was probably on a bender when I watched it the first time. <laughs>
0: Did you do yourself a favor and go on a bender for the second year? Well, obviously, yes.
2: <laughs> Look, Most people don't know, though, that the release of this film is what calls 9-11.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we just lost our conservative audience.
3: Just, just
2: oh, that
0: we had, stunned, we had
3: stunned the rest of the hosts into
0: silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if anybody's still listening, Vinny, tell us about the plot of this <laughs> one. So,
3: at the end of our first movie, Jack Frost, the mutant killer snowman, is a murderer on death row, and as he's being transported in a snowstorm to be executed, crashes into a truck carrying an experimental government (laughs) genetic liquid that melts him. But what it does is it molecularly bonds him to the snow and now he can control the snow and the water. Well, at the end of that movie, he is defeated when he is submerged in a vat of antifreeze. They put all the antifreeze into these containers and bury them someplace in an unmarked grave. Fast forward to one year
0: later. Which seems cut and dry. I mean, there I don't know how they could possibly conceive a sequel from that concept. Exactly. But
3: a year later, the sheriff who had originally put Jack Frost in prison and was the same sheriff that killed the mutant killer snowman has had a hard time adjusting in this past year and has seen a psychiatrist. Everybody laughs at him because he's scarred by this situation. Well, I'll be damned. If the government doesn't bribe somebody to take them to where they had buried the antifreeze that contains Jack Frost, they kill the man who showed them, they dig it up, they take all the antifreeze
0: to the lab, and they keep doing experiments on it. I heard they were using that for the COVID vaccine. Damn it, you took my <laughs> shit.
3: <laughs> Nothing seems to work but accidentally a janitor in a Cousin Eddie hat knocks over a mug of hot cocoa into the antifreeze mix, and I'll be (laughs) goddamned if that's not all it takes to reconstitute Jack Frost into the mutant killer snowman. (laughs) He bursts out of his tank and goes down the drain to seek revenge on the one who done killed him. Well, the sheriff's wife has convinced him that it would be good for him, to go to the tropics and get away this Christmas. Isn't and, his that
2: the way? Get, Isn't and their, that their the friends way are
3: getting their friends are getting married. <laughs> and their <laughs> friends are getting married, so they go to the tropics. And we embark on this love boat <laughs> slash fantasy island ripoff <laughs> plot device. But then you see a carrot wash up on shore it carries the essence of jack frost the mutant killer snowman <laughs> gentlemen would you like to weigh in on on how this uh, rocked
1: you to your that core? was more interesting
3: than the movie man. i, I <laughs> enjoyed that dramatic retelling
1: way more say what only the balls of a stand-up comedian could stand here and present that, that <laughs> <laughs> nicely I, done sir
3: thanks thanks well, hey, I got y'all set up.
0: See, I just brought everybody up to speed. Now we, now let's start spitballing on this. Well, I'm going to tell you, you forgot to mention that the carrot came on a life raft, so thanks for that. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot that it killed Doug Jones. Wait, so
1: you remember that, but not Doug Jones? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I was high on acid, buddy. What
0: do you want from me? Who? Jones.
3: He was huffing gas. <laughs> Were you high on antifreeze? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Whew. Well, guys, uh,
2: uh, I'll tell you my favorite part about the Jack Frost uh, duo double feature is how many people would come in to rent the, the Michael Keaton movie and would take one of these home to their kids. That those were that was my <laughs> highlight.
0: What about when Jack Frost became a snow anvil? <laughs> yeah, boy.
3: <laughs> Come on now. How about how about how as the movie progresses, we go straight gremlins as Jack Frost starts reproducing these little snowball Jacks. Oh, we got so much more to talk about before that. <laughs> All right, get going, y'all. were what stammering.
0: Is, what about the old British colonial man running the island
1: of the resort? Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> you've,
1: you've always said. got to have a token accent. It doesn't have to be from a specific. <laughs> Part of the world, but there has to be one.
3: He <laughs> British, go ahead. He looked like the Jane's dad in the Disney Tarzan movie,
0: brought to life. <laughs> he looked like a poor man's version of the the British colonial dude in Jumanji. The I was just of Jumanji, Robin
1: Williams. <laughs> he looked like he got a lot of uh, medals in World War One. <laughs> like you've got a British colonialist.
0: Col- 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 yeah colonialist because he was a he was like in india uh running this resort with the uh a, a jamaican guy and he keeps calling him boy which was uh you couldn't put that in a movie these days
3: you know what I- you shouldn't have put it in a movie in those days
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very 100 percent true i re i re yamad <laughs> um yeah, uh, I've got, you know, I've got the, some of these deaths to talk about. We've got the, uh, you know, you've got the model there for the photo shoot. And, oh, uh, you you
3: talking about the one with the million dollar body and the food stamp face? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said food stamp face.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Todd, you want to tell us <laughs> what form did Jack Frost take to... Uh, I was Ooh. just ready to talk about the snowball babies. Vin, Vinny, I'll let you tell. What uh, what form did Jack Frost take with the model there?
3: I'll be honest with you. I don't remember.
0: He was an ice cube.
3: Oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah.
3: Ah. To tell you folks at
0: home just how ah. high culture this film is. Jack Frost was oh. the ice cube that the model was rubbing on her nipples. To make, to, sure to they make they them
3: erect for the photo.
0: For the photo shoot. And then... Uh, the, those ice cubes were then placed in a, I think, what did she have to drink? Something cold, you know, because it was hot out. A yeah. tab. It's a nice tab, <laughs> yes, or a fresca. And uh, and uh that was how the ice cubes then got inside of her and blew her head Blew up, her, yeah. Which was oh, a fun man. kill. Fun kill. Uh, I'm going to uh, be honest, w-
3: it sounds like you like this more than you're letting on.
0: Hey, I'm di- I, I'm telling you, I did enjoy this one more than the first one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I
2: don't like and I don't like this movie. I <laughs> <laughs> don't like this movie, but he's got thirty pages of notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kills one gal by freezing the top of the pool that she's swimming in, so she drowns. Right she now. drowns, yeah. And then we get. To your favorite. Oh, and then there's a detective on the, or the head of security on the island was the FBI agent from the first movie, now missing an eye. Now, yes. And they're trying to hunt down because they're all convinced Jack Frost is on the island, and everyone's trying to tell them Jack Frost ain't on this island, but he is, and he makes babies. And I'll let you. Yeah, because you
3: ain't stopping him with a hairdryer
0: this time. (laughs)
2: That. The one of the babies gets killed or multiple, and there's like this like sad music and tears. How did this movie not win an Oscar? I'm telling you, they go full on gremlins. The snowman, with, cried, y'all. With these with these snowball
0: babies, and I'm here for it. I enjoyed it. It's <laughs> actually when I checked out, I couldn't suspend my. I felt like anymore. it was more of
2: like a like uh, like critters in wintertime.
0: It, look, one of them even had an icicle mohawk.
3: That's true. <laughs> a straight-up gremlins,
1: <laughs> Professor. We haven't heard from you in a little bit. Yeah, boy, gosh. I uh, I hated this movie. <laughs> I, I I don't. I, I promise you, I really don't remember much of any of it. I and I watched it, and even within an hour, I was trying to play it back in my head, and I thought. I've already forgotten a bunch of this. Uh, now, I will say this. I enjoyed um, them kind of going more bonkers with some of the kills and his turning into ridiculous cartoonish things. But for me, the the whole charm of the first one was putting it in the small-town Christmas setting. And so it just did not work in, <laughs> in this setting for me at all. You ain't I buying that, a snowman on a tropical island? <laughs> believe it or not, I am not. And <laughs> it's just... I don't know. Like the humor was still very similar but somehow more gutter in some ways. Um I don't know. I just not for me. It absolutely <laughs> was more gutter. You trust your instincts on that.
3: <laughs> Would you rather watch this or one of the leprechaun movies?
0: Oh, 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 oh. Sophie's choice. Um <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Woo! That's an indictment. I thought a leprechaun,
1: leprechaun in space and it made me
2: <laughs> Which is uh, what's funny because if you've never seen Sophie's choice, that this is what the movie's about. That she <laughs> between leprechaun or Jack Frost <laughs> or two. of which one's gonna live and die.
3: <laughs> so so as we as we start to find out, because the sheriff was it the sheriff's blood was mixed in or was it the kid's blood?
0: I can't kid's remember. Blood, the kid's Okay, blood.
3: so the, sh- the sheriff's son's ki- the kid's blood. The sheriff's son's blood. And Don't forget the sheriff's son was going to feed his dad <laughs> antifreeze cookies. the first cookies He had antifreeze in them to keep him warm. Because he's one dumbass kid. Oh, boy. Uh, so, the kid's blood got mixed in with the, with the uh, uh, antifreeze that Jack Frost was initially killed in. So, they figure out that Jack Frost, because the blood was mingled, he now has the kid's same weakness in that he, too, is allergic to bananas. <laughs> it's bananas. Yeah.
2: Set B-A-N-A-N-A-S.
3: <laughs> a I wish bananas. that this movie would have out around the same time
2: that they could have got Gwen Stefani's song used in this film. Or they could have used the film and the music video. Yes. So I got to tell you, I did enjoy the part. That is what the song's uh, about, if you didn't know. (laughs) When she's saying this shit is bananas, she was watching Jack Frost too.
0: She's trying to give us all hints on how to kill Jack Frost when he comes to our town.
3: So when, I like when Jack Frost gets the sheriff's wife and he makes snow walls out of himself. And then (laughs) Icicles come through the walls like spikes and start closing in on her. He becomes and then he,
0: an Iron Maiden. He's a yes, snow Iron Maiden.
3: And then he forms fully into just the snowman with her inside of it. And then the sheriff walks in with a bow and arrow.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> with a that's...
3: banana tied to the end of it and fires it into Jack Frost. And Jack Frost explodes. And his wife is okay
0: Wells, on rolled over in his grave <laughs> Jesus wept (laughs) 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 boys so so before that you forgot to mention what they did so they they hit one of the snowballs with one of the cocktails and they're like something in that cocktail killed in the so the Jamaican right. guy explains everything that's in the cocktail and that's how they figure out the banana bit. So they, they decide to that's moosh right. up all the bananas and put them in squirt guns because that works and <laughs> and start shooting all the snowballs.
3: Professor has a pistol in his mouth
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> Professor wouldn't even
1: tell his dad that he watched this movie.
2: <laughs> Why is that? I am- Professor looks like a scene out of a uh, lethal weapon right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eating dog biscuits in the trailer, thinking about blowing my head off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get your COVID off. Oh. Yeah. So,
0: COVID's oh blowing boy. the lights out. Uh, yeah, and he even says like a catchy line. I can't remember that banana arrow. He says something like, let's get to the point or something like that. <laughs>
3: I don't think it matter, any of the dialogue matters in this movie,
0: to be honest. Oh, yeah, because so that's what's funny. Is like, in the first one, he tried to have, like, catchy dialogue or catchy one-liners. They tried to bring that back for this one, and they already used all the mildly creative ones in the first movie.
3: Well, Batman forever, or, yeah, Batman <laughs> and Robin <laughs> or whatever the fuck one stole yeah. all the good lines with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, so. <laughs> Ice <laughs> to see you. <laughs> He's not putting
0: me in the cooler <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Jack, Frost. Jack Frost too. Duh.
1: I think <laughs> I just quit watching movies forever.
3: Where is my part three Kaiju Jack Frost movie? Is what I want to know. It's teased oh, at the end. I like,
1: never fucking
2: yeah, got it. We, we, are we going to leave out the end credit scene where with Go Zero? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch that? Jack Vinnie? Zira, thank you. Did you see that? Because at the
3: end of it, there's Japanese fishermen in a boat, and all of a sudden they look up, and Jack Frost is gigantic and smashes their boat. So where's my full feature length sequel
2: with that? <laughs> no two made money, so <laughs> uh, Where that? I think he's going to be in Pacific Rim three. <laughs> or <laughs> at
1: definitely least- missed that. Little uh Easter egg there. I shut this <laughs> off the minute it was done.
2: <laughs> oh, if, uh, if
3: you want to rob you yourself, that's cool. If he I doesn't did. make it in
2: Pacific Rim, he'll at least make it into Pacific Rim Job 3. <laughs> Either way. I knew it was coming. I oh, really Lord. did. <laughs> that's a real film series. Thank you. All right. So anything more to say on Jack
0: Frost? Who's recommended this one to the audience?
3: Oh, if you enjoyed Jack Frost, take your ass out and watch Jack Frost 2.
1: <laughs> I would say hey, if you deeply loved the first Jack Frost, <laughs> take your ass out and watch part 2. Because I like the first one. This one, not so much.
2: Look, I would say if he, you like to spend your holiday high, hey. D- amen. <laughs> amen. Really is, high. Yes. Call my dad. He's bored. He'll smoke <laughs> you out. And you guys can enjoy Jack Frost 2. It's so weird, like, because
0: I hated Jack Frost 1, and, and I was like, this is an improvement. <laughs> that was the first
2: one. Are you a secret pothead?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oof. I don't get your logic, but okay. I don't either. Like, I don't... And, I, and, I, and I, let me clarify, I didn't like this movie. I just liked it better than the first one.
3: I, I thoroughly enjoy the first one from, like, a... I just find it so dumb and hilarious that i i just get a rise out of it it's troll too for me uh i don't feel like they use the snowman costume or gimmick as well in this second one as they did in the first one at all um uh, i don't know it's not good but i don't hate it
1: <laughs> i do you... think i can enjoy part two if i was in the right mood but i mean when Sometimes when we've got these movies where you know we have to make sure we squeeze them in a busy schedule, not always in, in the right mindset to enjoy properly the the fine arts as Jack Frost do. So maybe somewhere down the line, I'll I'll have a better time with it. It,
2: it is strange when somebody has to steal a plot device from "I still know what you did last time." <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: I'm just, I give thanks to God that there's not a part three that many could make us watch.
2: Mm. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. I, well,
3: I, I guess what? Surprise, I'm crowdfunding. <laughs> I, uh,
2: when, I, when I actually looked up uh, to find out the year and stuff this movie was made, the first thing that popped up was uh, Bride of Jack Frost. <laughs> but it was apparently like some, some like the fan shit on YouTube. So, mm. Well, when it comes to crowdsourcing, I'm going to tell you my second step use your friends
3: it's <laughs> a good it's a good uh idea
0: <laughs> ah all right uh, let's roll into professor's pick Toddy, what do we got
2: so rolling into third we have don't open till christmas 1984. uh hope someone i can read my own <laughs> chicken scratch um is it Edmund, Edmund Polkin? Sure. That's like the only name I wrote down. Um, <laughs> Edmund Pliskin. Edmund sure, Poliskin. Whatever. Um, yeah. I do find it funny. I'm, I don't know when this movie was actually made. That people were actually standing in line to fucking protest Silent Night, Deadly Night. And this movie comes out at the same time.
3: I think it was uh, 1984, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. a little uh, blimp. Uh, it must be because it was one of those jello Christmas Santa Claus movies. (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah. So, first time watch (laughs) for me. Um, uh, Professor, was this a video nasty? I'm not sure on that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. First time, uh. He was a long-time listener. I, I've only seen the cover like once or twice. But, uh, yeah,
2: first time view for me. Uh, this has been on my radar probably since Netflix started. I think I might have heard of the title here and there. It's weird because, again, it's the since same. Since Netflix started? Since Netflix because I actually had this in my DVD queue ah, to where they oh, finally okay. were just like, you are not getting it. <laughs> <'Cause> whoever <laughs> took was like, fuck that, you're not getting this back. Uh, yeah, so um i was trying to find this was probably the movie i actually sent to the group to confirm um what i was looking for because i couldn't find it anywhere you guys suggested youtube like like it was such an easy thing so i watched it in like arabic subtitles <laughs> and it was
0: and
3: it was garbage <laughs> yeah it's hard to
0: oh
2: so you it's watched the same quality.
0: version <laughs> someone commented on it It said if there was one less pixel, you wouldn't be able to see it.
3: (laughs) It was a bad, bad copy.
2: So, yeah, this is my my first time watch. It is my
3: first time watch as well. I had never even heard of it. Uh, Like we said, I watched it on YouTube. But it had 8-bit Nintendo graphics. (laughs)
1: Super Mario slicing people up. Um, listen, all right. This is my first time viewing. And I'm sorry.
2: I thought you watched all this right.
1: I thought you watched this every
2: Christmas because I was like, is this like a is this one of those damn Jell-O films from Italy?
1: <laughs> no, those are at least stylized. Here's the, thing. the this was one of the last Christmas horror movies that I've wanted to watch for years. So it was just one to check off. Man, I'm just going to tell you right up front, I hated this movie. So, um, just in case it's awkward for you guys thinking, like, did he pick this because he loves it? No. Um, and the reason I picked it, it's the same people who did Pieces. And so, Idol was Oh, that makes because, so much sense now. Yeah, I was like, well, Pieces, I love uh, Pieces. And I'm thinking, they're doing a, a Christmas movie where we're killing Santa. It's going to be Crazy Camp, Good Gore. It didn't have any of that. Um so, I th- I think that
2: made me more disappointed because I seen right before watching it, uh maybe one of the cover art said from the makers of pieces. And I'll tell you right off the bat, you have Santa Claus kill it getting killed and no fucking Bluto. No, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like Pieces is a bad movie, but it's fun and it's got <sighs> memorable things to it. This is completely forgettable. But um Okay, let's just run through the plot real quick without bogging it down too much with the nonsense. And it's important to point out before I do that, that this movie went through director after director after director. They kept reshooting it. It's completely disjointed, and it's almost incoherent. Um, so, let's jump into the good stuff. Um, basically, we've got people being killed around London that are dressed up in Santa Claus outfits. Um we start off with Detective Sergeant Powell and Chief Inspector Harris investigating this. Uh, we do two back-to-back at the beginning of the film that includes, uh, what a, what is it, a spear going through the back of Santa's head and out his mouth. Is this old man dressed as Santa? Yeah, and so they uh, interview, I can't remember their names right now. I think it's Cliff and Kate, the couple, uh, who are witnesses to that. And I think Cliff's been a, uh present at a couple of these pretty quickly, um, but the killings are all over the place. You got everything from the spearing on stage. As I mentioned, uh, stabbing, you've got a guy being burned on an open grill where he's, uh, he's roasting chest- chestnuts nuts on an open fire. Um, <laughs> I like shot that. In the head stabbed in a peep show booth, bottle in an eye, the eye sliding off, uh, urinal castration. So all of the things that you would hope would occur to Santa's in a horror movie. um,
0: we get our second dawn cut of the episode. Yeah, yeah. how? Yes. How on one
3: episode in two Christmas horror movies <laughs> do we get two wiener cuts? Yeah, have you ever was... had
1: two wiener cuts in an episode, <laughs> let alone a Christmas one? I feel
3: like we should call Felissa Rose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, without going in down too many of these little random stories and side plots that ultimately don't matter too much. Um, there's a stripper named Sherry. She's the one that's in the booth when the Santa gets killed in there. She ultimately gets taken captive, uh, by Giles, a very odd reporter that we've had, uh, throughout the film popping up. Um, we learn eventually that Giles is brother to the chief inspector Harris and that he's doing the killing. Um, Ultimately, he ends up killing uh, the main girl from the couple, Karen, because she starts to catch on when she realizes that the inspector's off in a sane asylum. Yada, yada, yada. And if it sounds like it doesn't make much sense, it's because that's where the Jallo comparison comes to. Because, like, things just kind of leapfrog uh, from that. Which, all this stuff is fine. I like the setting in London. The killing of Santa is... You know, a decent enough plot device for Christmas War, but where my main problem is is the movie is the end of it. How ridiculous the ending is, because we go to all of this where we ultimately have a guy shoved over a railing. We think he's dead. He's not. Then Um, we show
3: how high up do we right? Like like,
1: he falls like ten stories. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. man, doesn't that look like a real body? Um, (laughs) Quite the finale. And so then we do the flashback as we've got him laying there to realizing that he walked in on his father who was cheating on his mother at a Christmas party while in a Santa outfit, as you'll have in Christmas war movies. And uh, then we've come back and we've got his brother who opens up a Christmas that he receives earlier in the film or opens up a present that he received for Christmas earlier in the film that said, don't open till Christmas. Like your title. title. And uh, it blows up in the strangest looking explosion uh, from the music box that he opens. And that's the end of the movie. So we don't even address what we do with the killer that survived how many stories that he fell.
0: Well, he ain't so walking.
1: It's, it's a mess of an ending. But there you go.
3: I'll be honest with you. I like the kills, a lot of them. Yeah, the kills were a lot. of. Them. I thought that eye sliding after the one kill was gnarly. That as was hell. the best one. Uh, they all looked pretty decent. I like the boot knife. The boot knife yeah. comes out and he kicks a boy in the groin. <laughs> yeah. There was like, this movie really doesn't do anything to set itself aside from the rest of the pack of Christmas horror. It leans on a lot of, uh, somebody scarred cause they saw Santa fucking somebody. Right. <laughs> which seems to be a common theme. Uh, so he goes off in this thing. He hates Santa, so he kills these motherfuckers that, look, that are dressed as Santa. So that, that's your motive through the whole thing. But I thought the kills were decent. I don't think the story was not anything groundbreaking or anything like that. But
1: There's nobody as, interesting.
3: No, no. But as Everybody far as Christmas horror goes, I mean, it's okay.
1: You do get Carolyn Monroe. Who is horror royalty performing a disco song? So there's that. Oh boy, that was
0: doo doo doo
3: doo music.
1: I would imagine that was solely to put her name on a video case.
0: Half of the trailer is her singing that song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she was still a big deal at that point. So Ed- Edward
2: Edmund Purdom is the director. He's also the star of the film. Yeah. He, I guess, quit, he, quit the film. I just read this in the whole time that he said the plot. Uh, apparently, this movie took like three years plus to film, <laughs> and they had at least three directors, so good times. Uh, yeah, you and he me, finished
1: it.
0: If you gave me a little money in three years, I probably could have made it. Uh, I think for
2: me, one thing that takes me out of it, and you guys have touched on it, is it doesn't really feel like Christmas. My only note of this movie was that it looked like the the Christmas sets were decorated by Melania.
1: Now here's the thing. I don't know how to break it to you guys. Oh, you're listening to home,
0: uh, Cross off your oh, only the first name was used. Bingo there,
1: there was tons of Christmas decorations. You guys just couldn't see them in the eight bit graphics. <laughs> guys, let's be honest. You keep saying
0: eight bit Nintendo. You're being very generous. This is more four bit Atari 2600.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Edmund Purden came back and finished the film after there'd been two more directors who reshot the majority of the film each time. This is what they came up with. This was the final result that you just watched after all that. So, oh yeah. Um, well, I'll at least want to mention a happy note. Uh, Alan Lake, who played Giles, killed himself later that year when this came out. So, uh, Unfortunately, uh, his wife had died that year. So, there's This is one of those ones where it's never stuck because the movie wasn't successful enough, but it certainly has its uh, plague production and curse and all that that people like to attach to it, but um, you know, it's a serviceable Christmas horror, but it's not one I'd recommend to everybody. But if you if, if you love Christmas horror, you can add it to the list at some point.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like it's, it's not great, but it's worth watching for the kills. My only other note that left out here, uh, when the dude was being chased through that House of Horrors, that was a pretty neat set. Um,
1: surprising, too.
0: Yeah, like... It like goes in and it's kind of so it's like this Adam and Eve Garden of Eden opening and then like it's like hell and these torture chambers. That wasn't a
2: gay club. <laughs> well, I, I did
3: see. I did see. I thought it was one of those campus life uh, <laughs> horror houses.
2: up there at a gay club. Going. I'm totally like that, that. Was my favorite scene. Now it's not.
0: <laughs> There's a guy with a yellow bandana in his back right pocket. Powers <laughs> Booth will explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, doggies uh yeah but again the kills are good um it's not a good movie but the kills are good so if this is for this is for all you deep cut fans out there i would not recommend this to the let casual me let
3: me give them. you an honest recommendation there's a video on youtube that is literally titled the best scenes or best parts <laughs> and it's in like hd and you can watch all of the kills. Would you say the, the, the best kills.
2: pieces? I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would might... go that
0: route. I might do that next Christmas. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I wasn't. I, maybe again, maybe if I watched it in a better quality, because also like the, I thought it was the lady's back porch, but apparently she was in like one of those, like my, where Madonna molested the little boy in the open your heart video. But I thought she was just like at her back porch with the window. <laughs> Apparently, it was like a little sex box or whatever where the thing comes up and and they watch them touch themselves. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, so um, I don't know. I would recommend this movie. If you want to watch a Jallo, Santa Claus movie that's not, then don't open it.
1: Or if you want to hear Caroline Monroe sing a a banger, go ahead and tune in for that, too. By the time they released this, disco was dying.
2: I did see another note that... uh, There's some big character actor that's listed in the movie that's none of his scenes. Apparently, all the directors chop the shit so bad that none of his scenes are even in the film. Yeah. Good times. They're like, this film has
0: Lon Chaney Jr. and we cut all the scenes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Don't open till Christmas or ever. Uh, So...
3: (laughs) I honestly, I honestly, I'm not that harsh as the professor seems to be with this
2: movie. I don't think it's anything
3: groundbreaking, but it's to me, it's average, run of the mill Christmas.
2: I want to be be honest. I at least laughed quite a bit in this movie, whether (laughs) it was intended to be or not. It made me giggle.
1: Yeah, it's serviceable, but I just want people who love pieces to know what they're getting into with this. It's not. Which is also a fun prerequisite. Like, if you love
2: pieces, it's like, well, your standards are already at a certain level. (laughs) Hey,
1: I love pieces.
2: Do you you like like (laughs) putting together nudie puzzles and having your mom walk in on you? (laughs) (laughs) This movie's for you.
0: Okay. it up. Fourth (laughs) film. Toddy,
2: this is my pick. Better watch out. What do you got?
1: Don't
0: tell me what to do.
2: So... To start off with, I feel like one of these picks is not like the others. One of these things is not so, like the other. We all got notes of cheesy horror, but he chose a good film. So, so <laughs> yours doesn't fit in. This, so for all you <laughs> listening at home right now, uh, better watch out. What year? So, this is, better watch out. I'm actually shocked 2016, because I thought it was newer than that. Yeah. So, I would, we should probably say spoiler alert, because I I hadn't even seen this movie. I still feel this is pretty new, because it, it probably came available to everybody last Christmas, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I think we bought it last year. So, spoiler alert, um, just if you, if you think you're going to watch this movie, go ahead and turn the podcast off now, because it's got a pretty big twist in it. Um, so, you've been warned. Um, but if you don't mind having a movie spoiled for you, if you are devoid of a soul... Go ahead and keep listening. Um,
2: or if you just don't like listening to this prick, <laughs> keep on going. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Love when Todd comes to the podcast with me. Uh, so, uh, yes, if you plan on watching this film, please stop the podcast now. Come back later. Uh, big twist. And uh, you've
2: been warned, so Todd.
0: Yeah. See.
2: So, better watch out. 2016, uh, written by Chris Peckover, or I'm sorry, directed by Chris Peckover, and then written by Zach, oh, I can barely read his name, he wrote it, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> uh, Vinny, you got a note there? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> He's just looking. Yes. The sorry, bingo
0: card. Yeah, go ahead.
2: So, um, Olivia did uh, sorry, I, uh, at this point, I probably passed out from eating Eminem. So. Uh, <laughs> Levi Miller, Ed Oxen. Uh, I wanted to say that there's, oh, I'm going to butcher his name and then I'm going to get <laughs> really hated from the Stranger Things people. But um, the the cute little weird Mel Gibson mullet boy. So let's just say that from Stranger Things. He's in there. the one who
3: played Billy on Stranger Things. Okay, yeah. I, thought, I thought for sure that you would know his name. I don't care about cuz I would
2: have thought for sure you would spill much seed ab- over this guy. <laughs> that's why I'm like you don't got to know people. I don't know half the people I sleep with names. So <laughs> you got me <be> reading <laughs> cast members. The benefits <laughs> of grinder, my friends. Uh and <laughs> the, two, the two names of the film though is uh Patrick Warburton Did I ever
3: Yep, that's right.
2: So yeah, right. Um who's really actually it's a he's a weird actor because he should be known for his voice work but he's in a lot of cool parts too so and then well, I actually was not sure if it was her or not but Virginia Matson yeah. also in this film um, and I would say that you really should stop listening if you haven't watched it because what sold the movie for me is I thought this was something completely different and then when it takes off I was fucking shocked as shit so really last warning if you really want to be surprised and you haven't seen this film stop pause whatever go watch the
1: film yeah what we're what we're trying to say is you you really <laughs> better watch out for spoilers
0: <laughs> go home i quit uh uh specifically you I'm, needed I'm, that i'm talking <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm specifically talking to you listening right now jason mccullough brian day <laughs> sean wright uh, and victor turn off the podcast and go watch the movie uh because I, I want you guys to see it um, you forgot our other three listeners. <laughs> ah. We're up to seven. <laughs> Shit. And Uncle Stevie, I'm telling you too. Uh, Mashing
3: so- records, boys.
1: <laughs> Sorry, this Bailey's is tasting delicious.
2: <laughs> you ever drink Bailey's out of a boot? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked before? Grizzly Adams did have a beer. <laughs> Finally, somebody. <laughs> um boy thanks guys get me, get me uh, okay clean break Here so uh first time watch for me I wanted to see this when it came out last year never got around to it and luckily because a lot of movies where I go back to watch them you mean when it came out four years ago it, it was available last year <laughs> okay. so uh and like most films that are available on every site when I go to watch it it's gone so luckily this was still on Shutter which I haven't really utilized my shutter subscription all summer since I moved. So uh, thanks for being on there.
1: Professor? Uh, second time viewing, I was pretty underwhelmed with this the first time I watched it. I didn't dislike it, but I thought people were going nuts over it. So my bar was pretty high for it, but I enjoyed it a lot more this second time. Good.
3: I had never seen it, and I read the synopsis before I watched it, on Shutter, and was like, "Yeah, okay, you know, it sounded like a typical horror movie. Even not even holiday, just kind of your typical horror movie where people are in a house. They're start, you know, that's how they sell it. So they're in a house, and then a, a, an intruder or whatever comes in. So I was like, "Ah, okay, I feel like I have fucking seen this, you know? They're but whatever. Alone, but they're not alone. Yeah. So I watched it, and was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Like, I I am guilty of not watching things that are newer. I will pass over a lot of things. They don't really catch my attention unless they come as a recommendation from somebody else. I pass over newer stuff a lot. Uh, I saw the, and, and being biased as I am, I saw the year on it, and I thought, Oh, God. But after I watched it, man, I was, I was glad you picked it, and I was glad that I was forced to watch it because I, I, I really – because it surprised the shit out of me, and it went a
2: totally different direction than I was expecting. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, not that I don't want to watch newer horror films. I will go see stuff in the theater. Once it's I left the theater or didn't come around, I'm, I'm guilty like many. So if it weren't for the show, I probably wouldn't have seen most of the like newer movies that have came out. So, i'm getting um, old and stubborn i mean flat out i'd rather watch nightmare normal street four for the 300 time so yep so
0: buckle up <laughs> we've got uh patrick warburton uh playing the father virginia Madsen playing the mother and uh it's fun you know we've When have we mentioned Patrick Warburton ever before than the last episode? So, like, back-to-back episodes (laughs) as Patrick Warburton was in Scream 3. Uh, So, uh, enjoy that. Um, We've got this... Is he 12? About to be 13. Yes. And he still has a babysitter, which is fine. I was the same way. I was an only child. And
2: uh, uh, he's got these grand plans. Todd's smirking because he was raised by the streets. (laughs) I just want to say that I thought Home Alone was weird because I'm like, you're Home Alone, big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're six. Grow up. Go to the movies. (laughs) The movies was my babysitter. (laughs) Uh, So this kid has this grand
0: plan that he is going to sleep with his babysitter that he has a crush on who's 18. (laughs) It's only five years, baby. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. years, and yeah, yeah. Uh, before she moves, right? And he's launching this grand plan to his friend, which is the kid from the Visit M Night yeah. Shyamalan Madom-Dom's movie. Um, God damn it! <laughs> 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 so uh, they're hatching this plan about how he's going to get laid, and that's that's ultimately. But the, the his friend from the visit is just worried about how oh, he's going to smoke weed, right? So
3: Well, and the, and the main kid is kind of a soft, soft kid. He's yeah. yeah, an only child. He still sleeps with one of those ultrasound heartbeat things to lull him to sleep. <laughs> and yet yeah. he's
1: put together Operation Christmas Smash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, his house has all the childproof stuff—the high doorknobs, so he can't reach. Do you? Know, and that actually caught
3: my eye. Do you know why the doorknobs are so high in that movie? Because it was filmed in Australia, and in Australia, a lot of giants, homes, older homes had the knobs up higher. There's a lot of speculation as to why they were put up that high, Hobbits. but the di- the director said they were building the set, and they were in Australia. They were on a on a on a schedule, and. The, first, the scenes they had shot were them watching the movie, and it was in the background, so after he had noticed it, he realized they had a continuity thing, and so they had to leave it for the rest of the movie, but the reason it's in there is because it was filmed in Australia. Is it so Kangaroo's can't
2: open the doors?
0: Like...
2: <laughs> no just bullshit? Was...
3: That's a reason I heard from somebody that that's why they did it, but I don't know
2: that. It's
0: really I think it was for the drop bears they were worried about. <laughs> I just assumed it was a child safety thing, like you put those doorknobs higher so little little you kids. put him up
2: high enough Mel Gibson can't get in. <laughs> or Tom Cruise. Anyway,
0: off the rails. When <laughs> Mel Gibson's drunk saying anti-Semitic <laughs> things. Uh, so, um, uh, That's just
2: romantic, so.
0: Yeah, so the kid, you're right. So the kid's soft. He's got he's kind of got like O C D about things. Uh he's still sleepwalking, so they're like doing this trick where you put him to bed, you put a pencil in the... Lots they of medicate
2: him. Don't they do, medicate do, him to go to bed? Do you feel that, you that somebody sleepwalk? followed you, you around with a script? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man, I was a hillbilly. I did sleepwalk once, and my dad almost shot me.
2: Uh, that's a true story.
0: <laughs> right now, and so there you go. I was sleepwalking at like 7 or 8, trying to, I was trying to open the front door, if there had been a high doorknob. Maybe I hadn't done it.
2: Maybe my dad hadn't pulled a gun on me. <laughs> uh, my sleepwalking stories are a little different.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so babysitter comes over. She's about to move. She's kind of having some boyfriend problems and uh, he just pops a bottle of champagne. Right. Cause like he, He's has got that crystal out for a girl. Boy. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Hey, Hey, I'm chugging champagne. I'm grown. Ooh, we pop champagne. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is all part of his plan. And he's like trying to get her to drink some of it. And, uh, they're ordering, they were supposed to order pizza, but then the pizza guy mysteriously comes anyway with the wrong topping on the pizza. This is really, I think, one of the only main problems of the film. I don't think that pizza guy fits in any other part of the
2: story. I thought he was gonna be the killer because it's this big ass Santa Claus. Maybe it's just dude. the setup. Yeah. No, I, I think it was I think that it was a work. I think it was the This a is the work. misdirect. I think it was the kid.
3: It was a work. That was how he got her more freaked out. Oh, okay. All right. Because he really made sure heard. to mention the topping he didn't he did not want on it. So when the guy shows and they haven't called and it's got that topping on it, she immediately will know
0: something's wrong. It's to get her worked up. Okay. Okay. I'm willing to hear an opinion different than my own. Okay. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, he's setting the Santa mold around the house to freak her out more. Uh, but and- we don't know that he's doing that at this time. True. Right. And the back door keeps coming open. Right. Yeah, so boy. She keeps
3: thinking, That's a
2: metaphor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so uh, she keeps thinking that this kid keeps leaving the back door open, and you can't comment on that. Uh, and so uh, finally,
2: <laughs>
0: finally, he works up the gumption. He's going to put the moves on her, and he tries to kiss her. Anybody want to say anything up to this point?
3: He don't try to just kiss her, boy. Like, he goes, <laughs> he goes, full on lay on top of her trying to stick his tongue down her throat he goes
0: hard in the paint <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah boy
1: yeah yeah nothing nothing to add pretty, pretty pretty basic setup so far
0: yeah yeah so then we get um you know there there keeps being phone calls that there's no one on the other line the doors open then you start getting some knocking on the door and the windows um And then, so she finally gets freaked out enough that she's ready to call somebody. And he goes to throw her her cell phone. By the way, she gets really pissed when he tries to kiss her. Like, that's the end of the night. She's ready to put his ass to bed, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Highly inappropriate.
0: Highly inappropriate. But all the scary stuff starts happening, which was all, well, we can't say it yet. It was all part of his plan, but you don't know that yet, listeners. Um, And, uh... Todd's phone is going off like a bomb. Uh, She's like, here, give me my phone. I'm going to call somebody. He throws it purposefully into the aquarium right in front of her. So her phone is unusable. And uh, then we find out there's an intruder in the house.
2: Anybody want to say anything at this point? Uh, At Uh, this point? Go ahead, Todd. uh, I was going to say... because they're, they're also watching a, a, a weird little horror movie, which I think the, you know, the filmmakers have filmed too. Um, I would say at this point it was kind of like a, definitely kind of a little moody film. And it's throwing back a lot of tropes of like, even a nice touch in 2016 that they have a landline. Um, so the again, the fact that Pizza Dude shows up as this big looking Santa Claus killer guy, um, all this weird stuff's happening. And so, um, I was already kind of like, a, I wasn't sure what this movie exactly was about. Um, so I kind of knew where it was going, or I thought I did. And uh, Exactly. At you thought point, you
3: knew where it was going. I actually thought point. it was a
2: pretty good suspenseful buildup. Um, and it continued on. Like this, I thought of, at
3: this point, this movie was everything that I kind of expected it to be at this point.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, and, and the kids using the horror movie and everything else to kind of put his hand on her leg and his head on her shoulder and shit like that. Cause he's got a rapport with this babysitter. she has been around for years with him. He's confided in her and this and that. Uh, so at this point, and then the home intruders there. And this is exactly what I thought the movie was going to be up and yes. up to this point.
1: And it's got, it sets as Todd just said, the mood is set. And it's full of it. The credits are great with the, the mm-hmm. font that they use over the snowy street. The house is very cozy and decorated. Well, I mean, it feels like a Christmas movie, yeah. And so that I think really helps elevate what seems initially like a very uh, tired basic plot device.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a basic setup, but the set design really keeps you in it. I think up to this point,
3: and it was a great and the aquarium was a great way to get cell phone out of the equation.
0: Yeah, yep. right. And so that's the thing. So there's, there's been a lot of foreshadowing to this point about things that are going to happen later, like things we see around the house, things like that. Um, but also, too, um still just kind of set us up like to go down this road that we're already expecting. Right. And so now the intruder is in the house and they're hiding in the closet. They, they've done this thing where they go up the stairs, they get attacked or they go up into the attic. They're attacked by spiders. We saw a spider earlier. Again, this whole foreshadowing stuff. They run in and they hide in this closet, and some they, they kick on one of his toys because the kids still got toys everywhere. And uh, the the intruder comes back to investigate, and she kind of like peeks out the door. And the intruder because they're in a closet that's like glory strode, yes, like throwback. type of
3: Venetian type door on the closet that they're hiding in like it really invokes Halloween in that moment
0: we got Bob Vila over here knowing what types of doors they are and uh, <laughs> and so uh, she's looking out and she's like what the fuck and she opens the door and it's she recognizes the kid's hat from a photo that she's from a left? mask yeah yeah. This this like ski mask she's like that's your mask and come to find out the intruder was actually his friend that was there earlier. The kid from, uh, the visit. I wish I knew his name. Who was wanting to smoke weed. Who was wanting to smoke weed. And this
3: this is after the kid who lives in the house has went and got his dad's gun.
0: Yeah. His shotgun. Uh, He's got his pistol. Yeah. yeah, He's got his, he's, he's got his dad's pistol. His kid has got
3: the shotgun.
0: He's got his dad's shotgun. And
2: it's all, uh, Garrett was all, that his name? What's that?
0: Garrett, was that
3: the kid the friend's name?
2: Yeah, sure. What, did we kind of skip over that the friend comes <laughs> over and then goes outside and gets shot?
3: Yeah, and gets killed
2: before like, all this and dead. then all
3: wow. intent for you think he's dead, and then it turns out he's the one under the hood. And the there's also a break thrown
2: through the window that says if you go outside or whatever, you're gonna die. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, we're working up to that. Way to skip
2: over all It already happened. No,
0: he hasn't been shot yet. They mm-hmm. haven't got the brick through the window. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yes. Well, the brick. Did you watch it All from- right. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so they find out it's him. This is all part of an elaborate setup still to try and get the kid laid, right? Yeah, it, to make him look like the hero. He was to right, chase exactly. off the intruder. Right. So then they still have other steps to freak him out, to freak her out.
3: Uh, so no. he must
0: have already thrown the brick through the window. Then that says, "If you leave, you die."
3: Yeah, because then the it. friend the friend leaves, and he appears to be killed out in the yard, and that ups the ante on everything. But so you think the kid's dead? Ah, that's right. That was before. God. I yeah, don't, don't fuck sure. with us on this.
1: Wish you liked this movie. D- are you? So are, he are was already.
3: Sh- so he timeline, was shot, or?
0: and then came in as the intruder. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. That's I'm why right. you wouldn't suspect it was that kid. Come on now. <laughs> they've got a paintball gun rigged outside to shoot the kid as he tries <laughs> to leave. They've already stuck a knife in one of her tires. Okay. Yes. Uh
2: do have to explain the... So the then she flips the too? fuck
3: out. She flips out because, like, you set this whole fucking thing up. Like, you're fucked up. You fucked up. I'm calling your mom and dad.
0: Right. And so, then... And then he slaps the dog shit out of her. Second With a pistol! Yes. <laughs> Second time on tonight's episode. We're to yeah. whip slap. Pistol whips her. She, she falls down the, the stairs and up. his friend Garrett's like, Hey, this was not part of the plan,
2: <laughs> man. Yeah. This act of aggression will not stand, man. Calm uh, on Which I don't think I was even that shocked when you find out it's the friend. When he slaps her and she goes down the stairs, that's when I was like, mind blown. Like, okay. And then it and then it went a little bit further.
0: Ties her up, and uh, then they decide, uh, let's see here, um, got her tied up, and then her boyfriend comes over.
3: Well, let's not forget he starts touching her titty, The <laughs> kid gets a little rapey,
0: a playing little. truth
3: or dare with somebody who's not a willing participant.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, they were playing truth or dare before the boyfriend Did got Did you watch there. this?
3: Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you pick this? Well, I was, st- you know, I'm looking Have at the
0: movie. I'm trying not what? to go too deep with it. Okay. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> truth or dare. Or like I'm better first. watch it. <laughs> JK. Uh, oh, you got me flustered. You guys got me frustrated.
0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, playing truth or dare where, you know, it's, it's all truth until he gets again dared to touch her. Right. And yeah, boy, come on. And she's upset about it, and you can understand why. <laughs> and, uh, so then, after that, in the midst of that, her estranged boyfriend arrives, and he's got flowers. And uh, he's like, nah, she don't want to talk to you, man. You can't come in. He's like, well, can you at least give her the flowers? And the kid's like, okay, we'll just pass them through the door. So the, the kid goes to open the door, the boyfriend, being smart, powers his way in. Lots of noise, lots of confusion, loud music, uh uh hearing some like thumping, thinking that it's her, and uh he's he's trying to get to he's like, nah man, you don't want to, she's uh she's on her period. Nah, and no, got diarrhea. And she's got <laughs> diarrhea, she's got period shits. And uh oh. <laughs> so then um kind of a struggle ensues and uh That kid
3: cracks that motherfucker in the back of the head
0: with a bat. But, and then does a little dance. Yeah. And and so from that point, like the kid's a good actor. I'm going to give him that. Fuck. Yeah. The kid's a good actor. And from that point on, like
2: from when he does the little dance with the bat, I'm like, it turns into like fair. Was it fair game? What was the movie? Funny games, funny games. He's he's total, which I couldn't, I almost turned the movie off. I was like, I can't handle fucking funny games movie. (laughs) Yeah. He's total like funny
0: games meets, uh, American <laughs> American psycho at that point uh, so he uh ties old boy up.
3: This is after the guy wasn't completely knocked out by getting hit in the head, so he gets up, there's a struggle, and the kid grabs the pencil and stabs this motherfucker in the cheek
1: in the yeah, <laughs> dude when he gets up, I'm like, no wonder she's dating me. he's a bad bitch. he can take a steel <laughs> bat to the head and still stand right back up.
0: So I mean, my advice to everybody is: don't trust twelve-year-olds. Like, don't turn your back on
3: them. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what right now: my kid just turned 13 in October. So for me, this movie hits a little different <laughs> because you see somebody that's the age of your own child, and of course, everybody thinks their own child is 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 an angel, you know. Right. So you start seeing somebody who's that age be capable of the shit you're about to see throughout this movie. This takes on a different tone for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you put locks on me outside of Harry's room after watching this? Say, did, you, did you watch this from a corner of a room? You your <laughs> um, so they, they don't know what they're going to do with this guy, right? Not part of the plan. And the kid now, who's pretty much full on invested in serious violence.
3: <laughs> right? yeah, well, and, and, and he gets starts to get a little rapey again.
0: Yes, where He's he says, like, "Oh,
3: what do we do? Oh, I'm gonna watch you two fuck." I was like, "Whoa, hey, <laughs> yeah, hold up!" He's
0: like, "Just kidding." I don't want to watch so that shit. The idea they try they try to get the guy to smoke weed so that it looks like they're they, so they're starting to set up set setup to their new problem
3: and horror tropes. The girl is a virgin; she's not slept with the boyfriend, right? You find out, and the boyfriend won't even smoke weed. So, so it's gets. like these people. So these it's the sex and drugs thing. That's a trope from so many horror movies. These t- these people are innocent
0: of it, but are which he still, thought was going to be his alibi right? yes, they're, And his end, like, well, of course she'll sleep with me because she slept with other people. Of course, now we can put him on the hook because he smoked weed. And they're like, no and no. So, uh, he decides, they had this conversation earlier, again, all this foreshadowing that took place about whether a paint can can kill someone or hurt them, like in the movie Home Alone. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. my favorite
0: thing about this movie. Which, <laughs> let's be honest, every single one of us as an adult has watched Home Alone and said, they died there.
2: They <laughs> yes. died
0: there. They're definitely dead there. And so so uh, the debate him and his friend have been having and they watch a YouTube videos like, yeah, the paint can will or won't kill somebody. They're like, let's try it on this dude. And the friend is like, no, 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 let's not. This is a bad idea. And he talks to his friend. The whole time, he's really like, this friend just keeps getting in deeper, right? Yes. This friend who is not cool with what's going on keeps getting talked in further. And uh, even gets to the point now where he's blindfolding this guy before he throws the paint. And the whole time, she is working her way out of the duct tape, right? So she's trying to find ways to get out of the duct tape she breaks some glass she gets that he catches on to what she's doing the boyfriend does and pisses himself uh, to kind of get the kids to focus on him so she can cut herself free and she does get free comes out just in time before the kid throws the paint bucket she gets the gun points it at the kid she says, he says "You can't shoot me and that's after that afterwards she doesn't shoot him before he throws the paint can. Throws the paint can, and what happens? Ugh. Cheeseburger. Dude, yeah. gets home, dude gets home alone. I'm going to tell you, that, that like, bothers me so bad that. bad
2: that honestly, like after after that, it turned for me, and I was ready to like be done with this movie. And if it would have ended just a slight bit different than what it does, I would not have liked this movie.
3: You know what? I love the fact that they did this, but they never showed you anything.
2: I'm glad they didn't, because I think it made it worse. That Again, that's probably why there is horror tropes, so it's easier to watch these kids getting killed, but the fact that they were both good kids, and it's just this little punk-ass kid doing all this shit. It was very Texas Chainsaw to
3: me. like The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that it infers gore, but you don't really see the gore. They never show that aftermath of that
1: hit it's also messy and stunning and sobering like that shit is in real life you can feel the air leave the room with these kids when that happens and uh my only gripe with that is i mean this kid truly is innocent that is some mean spirited shit but it's very effective and i i do agree with you guys by them never really exploiting the gore of it and just showing you some of the effects down at the feet that have come from this I mean, everybody, every viewer knows what's occurred by how quiet yes. it gets. It's, it's, it's very effective. Yeah. Yeah, and uh,
0: I just don't like the red blood mixed with the yellow paint. It looks too much like ketchup and mustard. I just I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so she then says she's going to shoot him, and she goes to shoot him, and guess what? The handgun is empty. Not loaded. Right. So straight up uh, devil's rejects. Right. And uh, at some point she gets away. She tries to escape and she just almost gets to the carolers outside. And he gets her. her hits a here. tripwire, right? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, yeah. So she hits, she, she finds the paintball gun tripwire and then, yeah. So uh, then he decides to contact. Her ex-boyfriend, which is uh Dirty Billy the Hesher from Stranger Things, uh, who's actually playing <laughs> like a uh, uh a wannabe gangsta kind of guy in this oh, movie.
3: And he's so good at it. Oh yeah. I totally buy it.
0: Yeah. Comes up and he's like, nah, you can't get it. Which even he's the one her. who
3: spread the rumor about the girl that she had banged him. Yeah. And got her this reputation when she says she never slept with him. Right. So he's a real piece of shit.
0: Absolutely. So he he wants the guy to uh, in order before he can go in and see her he has to write uh, an apology note and I'm sorry and so basically the kid is going to use this as his next alibi this kid is playing 4D oh. chess <laughs> he's, this is his next alibi and then he's going to make it look like this guy did all the killing and so once he gets done writing this thank you he he hangs him. He, <laughs> He throws the kid's a sociopath. Him. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time, and, and yanks him up in this tree and hangs him. And uh, as he comes back in, he finds his buddy Garrett, who who is is, is almost been talked into letting the babysitter go. It's he's so, in, yeah, he's starting to cut her loose. He's starting to cut her loose, and doesn't doesn't she give him like a kiss on the cheek or? or he gives her a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah. And our main asshole is enraged that his buddy has kissed told him, he
3: said i told you to never touch her
0: and he shoots him shoots, shoots the kid with the shot shoots his best friend with the shotgun
3: yeah boy that moment is sobering that yeah. moment is sobering
1: yeah Any, anything to say at this point I hate this. Uh, for me, the, the with the first viewing, this was the turning point for me around this area where I was just beaten down. I was like, this is too ugly for a kid this age. I'm exhausted with it. I'm not having fun. Now, this time around, it was different. I knew what I was getting into and appreciated a lot of different things about it. But it is, man, they don't let up. I mean, he just gets worse and worse and worse. But the thing that I really paid attention to with this viewing, and I want to point out, is that the friend matters. The friend is very important to this film because the the film or the friend grounds and and reminds you that the uh, the friend is a is a good hearted twelve year old kid.
3: He's reality.
1: He's normal, and that this other kid is is basically this is the birth of a little psychopath. This isn't something getting out of control. There's something wrong with this child. And so I really, really appreciate the performance of the friend. And I like that you guys mentioned that, that, I mean, he even gives her a kiss on the cheek because he's clearly so upset what has happened and he doesn't know how to respond other than to just try and help make it right. And it's a really good scene. Yeah,
0: man. I told Carrie. I think at this point, this time around, it's like my third viewing. I turned to Carrie and I was like, if this kid ever shows up at a con, I might put hands on him. Like, <laughs> I, might, I might try to whoop his ass out of college because of how like well a kid
1: off uh, Game of Thrones that got his life ruined. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And so uh, he proceeds to kill the babysitter. Like, he just... He stabs it. that bitch in the neck. Yeah. And is like, you know what? That's it. And then, then proceeds to go through the whole home. And set up everything in order to make it look like Billy from Stranger Things, the hanged ex-boyfriend in the backyard, did all of this. Left a note saying he was sorry for doing it. The note that he made, the kid made him write. And then the kid went up and laid in bed.
1: And last thought,
0: (laughs) and then he's laying in bed. He goes, "Oh shit!" The pencil. (laughs) He gets the pencil, runs back, stabs it in the dude's cheek that he home alone earlier. And then lays in bed, his parents get home.
3: Because he, because his his uh, alibi is the babysitter would have given him his medicine that kept him from sleepwalking, so he wouldn't have heard anything that happened in the house. It's fun. like, you watch this shit start coming together and you're like, oh, you little motherfucker. Did,
2: did, didn't he mention a lot of this was basically because he wants his mom to hold him again or blah, blah, blah. Did he mention that?
0: I think that may be something embedded within you. Maybe. Uh, so uh,
2: I'm sorry, I'm lonely.
0: <laughs> uh, so his parents come home, freak out, screaming, they come find him. Call the police. They, they call the police. Police come. They're like, I can't believe all this shit. There's a note. Da 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 da. like, oh thank God, we've got a live one. The
2: the girl, yeah, the girl's alive. And he looks out the she, window. She, she gonna, took a piece of say, duct tape. I'm going to pause it right. because I was so I I was hating this movie until that scene. Because I was yeah. like, I can't handle this kid. There's already enough despicable people that are getting away with stuff in the world. And I was like, I'm checked out at this point and I'm done with this movie. I was waiting for the credits to roll. And I was like, I just can't get into it. I didn't like it. And then we have one yeah. live.
3: He had, he had stabbed her in the neck. He didn't cut her throat. He stabbed her in the neck. And after he walked away, she took a piece of the loose duct tape that the other kid, Garrett, had cut off of her and stuck it on the wound. And they make a comment that she was a smart girl because that probably saved her life. And the kid hears that shit, looks out the window and sees her getting loaded into the ambulance. She sees him and fucking flies in the bird, gives him the finger. And you can just see the, fu- oh shit spread across his face.
0: And then uh, we cue the credits, and it's not long into the credits that we uh, cut back to the kid, and he's talking to his mom. He says, Mom, I, I I just want to go to the hospital and check on her.
3: I'm really worried about her. Oh, you didn't
0: see that?
1: No. Yeah. 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 I'm really worried
0: about her. I want to go to the hospital and see
3: her. And it's like, oh, you (laughs) motherfuckers.
1: Full disclosure, the first time I watched this, I thought the ending wasn't enough payoff for what I'd been put through. That's fair. Um, But with that said, the repeat viewing, it it was much better. And I originally thought, this is bullshit. Why do we give this kid that extra shot after the credits start to insinuate that he's still going to get his way? But... The more I think about it, his power's gone. The only time he had was when he could catch people off guard without adults there in that brief window of time. He's not going to be able to get to her in time where she's being cared for with adults around. They're not, you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't really let that spoil it as much for me this go around, but it really put me off the first time I watched this because I thought, okay, I love the shot of her giving the bird. That's a crowd pleaser. It's kind of Hitchcockian when you hear the talk about the duct tape saving her life and all that. And then they did that, and I was frustrated with it, but it it really it went over it went down a lot smoother this go around. So, good.
3: One thing that I really loved about this movie is that these kids either were or at least felt like they were the age that they were supposed to be. This wasn't like so many 80s movies and even 90s movies where I'm supposed to be watching teenagers, and they're clearly being played by people who are 30 years old. These looked and felt like kids who were the age that they were supposed to be.
1: And all of them do well.
3: Great actors. Great actors in this movie. All around, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the other thing I'm like, yeah, it's Patrick Warburton and Virginia Manson. They've been a little old to have a kid that age, but based on how coddled he is, that could also explain that maybe they had him later in life, you know? hmm So yeah. Richie's don't have kids early. It's true. It's true. Uh I heavily recommend this one to uh strongly. To, to any horror
2: fan. I strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend. And I'm I'm excited to watch it again because I think kind of like once upon a time in Hollywood, my first viewing, I wasn't sure if I could enjoy stuff or not. And so I think my second viewing, I'll, I'll like it more knowing how it ends. Um, and I do agree it's with, much uh, I do re- agree with the professor that, uh, at least it ended to where I could like it. Uh, I would have loved to have seen this little kid get his ass handed to him though. So maybe we yes. will make another one where we see that or whatever, but, um, I hope this, they leave it. be. This kid did some <laughs> despicable shit that, um, I would have loved to have seen uh, to to for her to got back in the house or something. But Todd, would you support a sequel?
1: I would. <laughs> I will say though, when I, in fairness to my complaint about the ending, I didn't say I, it. Though. Also, you can't
2: force you can't force the bingo card.
1: <laughs> I, no, I also really like. On the flip side, in fairness to this, most movies would have drugged this out to the hospital, and then maybe somewhere else to finish it. And I, I like that the filmmaker was confident enough to say, there it is. That's the end. That's what you get. And they didn't drag it out. And I think that's what helps its rewatchability. Are you well, saying, this scream, they,
2: saying they, say they didn't scream for it? I was going to say, this, <laughs> is, this is definitely act three because scream Four and black Christmas remake, the second remake, both did that where it was the third act. And then they, they still went on to the hospital to do, to keep going. So yeah, we could have, we would have went to the hospital and then to a fight in a rainy
0: graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Doo-doo. do. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know it's not an easy watch to begin with, but uh, there's a little bit of payoff and it's just, it's clever. I
1: think for a, I new, think it's old, a good movie. movie. It's clever. It'll, it, it just went in heavier in my uh, holiday rotation because of this rewatch. So glad we did.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember last year when I brought it up and you kind of gave me a, you kind of like shrugged it off. I was like, ah, like you cut <laughs> me a little deep. I was like, oh man, I thought that was one of the better films the last few years. So uh, glad, glad the rewatch did something for you. So definitely. All right, friends. Well, we have been the Midwest Monsters Podcast talking more Christmas horror for you. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and that you're full of cheer and good food and uh, that Santa brings you all the gifts you want and that no one kills Santa all on the streets of London before he
1: gets there. Yeah, did so. did nope. Santa
2: come to your house? Because your dad was going to shoot you for sleepwalking. <laughs> I don't see Santa visiting.
1: <laughs> <I> guess, uh, <laughs> after a tough year for everybody, hope it's a Merry Christmas for everybody listening and hope you don't encounter seeing Santa get his wiener cut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Merry
0: Christmas. <laughs> all right. Well, friends, from all of us here at the Midwest Monsters Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hot Toddy. Happy holidays and stay scary, my She's friends. you' a gay
3: God bless us, everyone. <laughs>